There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just sitting here enjoying the music, but but we have to work, Colleen. I know, I'm There's like, a show to oh, do. Oh yeah, I'm like grooving to the music. I'm like, oh wait, hold on a second. We're doing a show. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainers off today. Holly and I are hanging out with you. Hey, uh, and uh, Holly's got a question for you, and that question is that question is what advice would you give to your younger self? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. And us a jingle. I have a pretty good feeling that there's a reason why you're asking that question, Holly. And what is? Yes, that? it's not just because I thought of it randomly. But Maya Rudolph was talking about this at a red carpet event. I think this was for WSJ, the Wall Street Journal's fashion oh. magazine, where she is currently on the cover wearing a fetching pink cape. But she was asked by Entertainment Tonight, "It's a real good show," about the advice she'd give her younger self during her Saturday Night Live era. So let's listen to Maya Rudolph give herself some sage advice. I like it. Mm -hmm. I think I would have told myself to be patient, that it will get better, and you'll actually, you know, get stronger and and grow into the person you're meant to be. It just might take a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So Maya Rudolph talking about her younger self starring on Saturday Night Live, and that's the advice she would have given to herself. I love that. 651-641-1071. What advice would you give your younger self? You know, I, and I do love that question because I think it's just an important thing to 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 reflect on at yes. different times of your life, like how far you've come. And when you think about what that younger person would have needed to know and like, listen, we all carry all the versions of ourselves inside of us. So it's not always a bad idea to like do a repair with that younger version of yourself. But I just find that that's like a really fun thing to think about. Let's yes. go to the phones. Yes. Mary's on the line. Mary, what advice would you give to your younger self? Hello. Hello. I am an, or was an avid sun worshiper. Uh, uh, you could never be too tan. Yeah. Stay out of the sun. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's it's like a- stay out of the sun, put sunscreen on, and always, always, always pay your bills and save money. <laughs> <laughs> pay your bills, save money, and stay out of the sun, Mary. Bingo! I love it. Thank yes. you so much for your call. And that um, reminds me of that uh, that. Uh, wear sunscreen column that ended up being that song. Yeah, the do you remember that? Was that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that that's what that reminds me of. Like wear wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Get in the shade. I have a T-shirt that says Shade Worshipper because that's how I live. 
Yeah. Um, but good sound advice Look to Mary. I'm wearing rash self. guards all the time. Now. At all times. I, that is my swimsuit. It's good. It has long sleeves. Perfect. It's great. You're great. Keep it all covered. Loretta is on the line. Let's go to Loretta. Hi, Loretta. What what advice would you give your younger self? Okay, bye, Loretta. That was fun. She would hang up on herself. She would hang up on herself. <laughs> uh, we did get this. Uh, we did get this from Jill. We got an email. Uh, Jill said, uh, "If he'll cheat with you, he'll cheat on you." Oh. That is her advice to her younger self. You know, that is. I like that. That is a version of the one that we have said for years. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Mm-hmm. But that is like an, an interesting twist on it. Like if you're the person he's cheating with, he'll do the same. Later. Is it rainy? We've got rainy. 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 Hi. What, um, what's the advice that you would give to your younger self? Um, I would tell myself that believe it or not, no one's going to care that you got all those A's. Ah, (laughs) I love that. I love that. Uh, that's good sound advice as well, Rini. Thank you so much for your call. Nobody's going to care that you got yeah, all those A's. Yeah, yeah you got to negotiate that with yourself. But at the time... Oh, man. I mean, that's the thing with advice to your younger self. Your younger self would be like, well, yeah! Right. Well, because so you can't see the future no. when you're young. You don't know. And yeah. that's why I think it's... Uh, that's why I mean, like, it's important to go back and make those repairs with your younger self because oh, yeah. you can't fault your younger self for not knowing what they don't know. You don't know what you don't know, you man. You don't know what you don't know. And I think about that, honestly, like in parenting all the time. Oh, yeah. The things that seem like a huge deal to my kids. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, someday you'll know that this is not the biggest deal. But I acknowledge that right now, this is the biggest deal. So Bruh. we got to treat it like it's the biggest deal. Bruh. Bruh. Bruh mom. <laughs> Bruh mom. That's my name. Yeah. Uh, what would be your advice to your younger self, Holly? It's okay to chill. Ah, it's okay to chill. It's okay to chill because, you know, being in being in culture systems that focus on specific forms of achievement Mm -hmm. and then getting so wrapped up in it when you're not achieving in ways that allegedly, supposedly you should be. Yeah. Then just chill. Yeah. Also, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. That is that is a good one. That is the secret to life. To give mm-hmm. to your younger self who might be very self-conscious oh, about yeah. X, Y, and Z. Spoiler alert, nobody cares. To that end, my advice to my younger self similarly would be everybody's actually just looking out for themselves. So you don't have to worry about that. Whatever they're doing, they're doing in their own interest. Yeah. Most of the time... If not all of the time, yep. it's here. Let's see. Here's another piece of advice. <laughs> Listen, nuggets Younger of wisdom self, with Holly nugs, and Colleen. Nugs of wisdom dropping them on you. Um, it's not about you. Oh, yeah. Most, if not all of the time. Yeah. Yes. And that you just have to be like, wow, okay. Like if somebody acts a certain way towards you, mm-hmm. most of the time it's not about you. Now, that being said, if you did something perhaps that... Uh, an apology is warranted, then go ahead and apologize or talk it out. Own your stuff. Own your stuff. But but also don't think it's all your stuff. Yeah. That's the... Okay. So we... Okay. We did get this from Sonia who said, uh, I would say to my younger self, invest in technology like Netflix and Amazon early. 
so that I'd be rich now. Why? Which I love that too, because right, like I'm always on this side of things going, now what's going to blow up? Yeah, why don't like, we have what's, our sports almanac? Yeah, like what's going to be huge that I can put some money behind, uh-huh. right? Uh, I'm not great at predicting, none of us. I mean, some people are, but I'm not one of those people mm. who's great at predicting that. Um, uh, oh, there was some, oh, I know, this is the other little, like this is the thing I think about all the time is I don't know where I heard this, but I wish I understood it earlier. You wouldn't care so much what people thought about you if you knew how little they thought about you. Oh, that's a good one. Right? Like, that is a good yes, one. Yes, because they are not spending all this time with you like you are. No. <laughs> oh. Listen, I feel like... Um, I mean, look, the, the sprinkle in those nugs of yes. wisdom. There we go. And yeah, Maya Rudolphs, be patient and you'll find your voice. It's so true. It's a good now, one. Now, speaking of being patient and finding your voice, I... Sometimes I think we get real like uh, celebrities behaving badly uh, around here. And we'll get to that because it's low hanging fruit. Yeah. They're busy doing it all the time. But on a positive note, speaking of finding your voice, Lauren Graham, who I have loved in multiple roles on Gilmore Girls and Parenthood. And I know she's in the Mighty Ducks, uh, you know, reboot over on the Disney Plus um, she has done an interview about her breakup with our local guy, Peter Krause. And she just, the things that she said were so lovely and wonderful that I just wanted to highlight how relatable celebrities can be when you're listening to a relatable celebrity. We'll talk a little bit about Lauren Graham and what she said about her relationship with Peter Krause and where she is now in life when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here. Okay, if you're looking for integrity in real estate, it's time to make your move to the Snyder team with EXP Realty. And if you do make your move to the Snyder team, they could feature your home like Snyder team member Claire's new listing at 244 South Star Avenue, walking distance to downtown Richmond. It's a three-bedroom, two-bath, gorgeous original hardwood throughout, granite countertops, stainless steel appliances, A couple of things that make this listing really unique. Extra large two-car garage, detached carriage house, where you could create your own custom she shed or man cave. The Snyder team goes above and beyond to promote their listings, just like this one. Make your move to the Snyder team today. So if you're looking to buy or sell a home, make your move to the Snyder team. All you have to do to find out about this listing or to create your own, head to thesnyderteam.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. love Lauren Graham and uh, I saw this interview with her or at least like a report of the report of an interview with Lauren Graham where well, she said some what we do best I know she said some really cool things this is the Colleen and Bradley show my talk 1071 Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainers off Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you oh we're talking about good celebrities yeah, relatable so celebrities this, so like this is okay so my thesis of this segment is uh, one way to be a relatable celebrity is to be a relatable celebrity. So, because this is always our argument or our frustration with, you know, people at the level of like a Gwyneth 
Paltrow who presents herself as aspirational, but then also tries to do the relatable thing. But you're like, yeah, I don't relate to that at all. I don't relate to your morning ritual where you go off into your Montecito sauna and light your $70 candle. Yeah, Yeah. not even a little bit. Now, that said, I don't know. I don't know Lauren Graham personally, but she might have. Thanks for clarifying. I know. But she might have that. She might have a ritual like that, you know, that is completely unrelatable to us. However, when Lauren Graham speaks, she speaks in a very relatable way. So she did an interview with People Magazine. And in this interview, she's actually talking about her split with Peter Krause for the first time publicly. That That happened years ago. It happened quietly before we even knew about it. That's right. So it was sort of like a, uh, it was a a casualty of COVID, it seemed like. Um, And it happened very quietly. And then we learned about it like a year later. Mm -hmm. And then I personally was heartbroken. You had to grieve that relationship ending. (laughs) I really did for a couple of reasons. One of them being the fact that I loved, I loved Lauren Graham in Gilmore Girls. I loved Peter Krause in Six Feet Under. I loved them together playing brother and sister. Don't even get me started. Awkward. In Parenthood. I know. But I loved, so I've loved them uh, for who they've been. And also, like, Peter Krause is a hometown guy. Like, he actually went to Gustavus. That's my alma mater. He had, like, professors I had. So, like, you feel like like you practically know him. Yeah, it's like six (laughs) degrees of Peter Krause, right? Okay, but, so, and I just thought they were, like, a lovely couple. They weren't super public about their relationship, but it wasn't like they weren't public about it, right? Right. Okay, so, anyway, long story short, let's get to what she said. So, she's opening up about what kind of went wrong and she said, you know, one of the negatives of uh, of the... Okay, so she said, I think part of all the positives of having known each other for a really long time were there. Meaning, like, there were a lot of great things about how long they'd known each other and been together. But one of the negatives of that is we almost came into the relationship as people in their 40s without asking any of the questions that people in their 40s Mm. should be asking. Mm. So entering into a relationship at a different stage of life, you know, there are things that you might know about yourself or about what you want or what you are looking for that they maybe should have had those conversations and it didn't become really pronounced until they were far down the road that they realized that they were not necessarily going in the same direction. Um, But she just said, um, I I didn't maybe ask some fundamental questions about what are your values? What do you envision? Those are grown up things. And they just sort of caught up with us. And then, I mean, she just talks about like how it sort of fell apart. But what I loved and this number one, I feel like that's really relatable to people who have breakups. Like there wasn't like a big, you know, dramatic moment. You're just moving in different directions and you have to acknowledge that this isn't going to work. And another relatable thing is that COVID was part of what accelerated that because he quarantined with his son, his adult son, and she was separate working elsewhere. And then coming back together, that reentry, it just made it really obvious. Yeah, COVID accelerated a lot of relationship decisions, I feel, for a lot of people. I completely relate to that. Yeah, exactly. And so then she talked about, um, she said, I just was not going to let this breakup flatten me so she started like throwing herself into her work and one of the things she does on the side is she writes and she's a great writer she's a super fun writer she's got a few books out and the reason why she's doing this interview in the first place is because she has a book coming out called have i told you this already stories i don't want to forget to remember 
I don't want to forget to remember. That's what it is. Um, and she, so she said, I, I was like, okay, well, look at all the good stuff I have. And this is where I'm like, oh, I love you right now. Cause she says, I, uh, look at, I look at all the good times. I'm going to write this book. Thank goodness. I have these outlets and these stories to tell. But then she says, um, like there's, she's at a good place in her life. And one of the things she cites about that, oh, shoot, no, I can't find it. I love a hot shower. I love drinking tea and pretending I'm in the cast of the crown. I finally found pillows that I like. I don't know. I'm in a time of just enjoyment. <laughs> just that. That's what we all need to hear right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't have to have the big happy things to be the big happy person or to be content. It literally can be like, I enjoy drinking tea and having quality pillows. I mean, look, isn't that once you cut? Well, that is very much a sign of maturity. Right. Now, she reflected that maybe she didn't have those mature conversations with a with her ex. Yeah. But now she's having those mature conversations with herself yes. now because it is those small things when you have gone through certain amount of days on this planet. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, I like this new sheet that I bought. Yeah. I like this kind of coffee bean in the morning. Yes. And that's really great. You know, it's very this is, relatable. This is growth. I mean, it is yeah. super relatable because very. it makes me think of the feeling I had. And I'm sure everybody has a version of this. Like when I was young and my mom would go shopping for like in the dishes section or like in the like pots and pans section of any store, I would be like, I am bored to death. This looks boring if this is what being adult is i can't i'm not interested when are we going to spencer's mom and then the first time you find yourself in the dish and pots and pans section and you are actually actively excited about it you're like oh Mm -hmm. now i'm an adult like this is yeah oh this is what it feels like to be excited about these little joys you cross the adult threshold yes the other day i crossed that adult threshold Actively making meatloaf for dinner. That's exciting. On a voluntary basis. Yes. That is exciting, Holly. Welcome. D- yes. <laughs> but meatloaf is one of those meals that when you're a kid. Yes. You're like, is, oh, it God, is, not meatloaf. It is vile. Yes. It is like, why am I eating this meat in a low form? What do you mean you're putting ketchup in there? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, and then you was, get to adulthood and you're like, well, this is a practical meal. Well, I got a new meatloaf recipe Ooh, and, it that's has, and it has sweet potato in it. But it was like, yeah, meatloaf <laughs> was what dad made for dinner because that was in dad's repertoire. <laughs> yeah. Any kind of ground beef. Yeah, because he and could sauce. really mold. He could really mold. That's meat. what I'm saying. <laughs> when dad was making dinner, it was meatloaf. It was spaghetti and meat sauce. Like, I mean, ground beef yep. master. Yeah. But now here's now Holly. I, yeah. Making our own meatloaf. Welcome. Oh, Welcome. Was, my meatloaf was pretty good, I by the way. I would like the recipe. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, now it's time for us to get to those celebrities yep. behaving yeah, badly. We do have a name for them. We call them D bags. And we're going to tell you all about them when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Oh, celebrities behaving badly. Yes, here we go. Enough of that touchy-feely stuff. Let's get to those celebrity D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Uh, uh, Colleen, who's your D-bag of the day? Yeah, this is how you know what... uh, This is how you know that she's my D-bag is because I've called her Kimberly. (laughs) 
Kimberly. Kimberly. Kim Kardashian. And it's it's all for this exact thing that we talked about a little bit earlier in the Dirt Alert, which is that this episode of The Kardashians on Hulu centers around the dress, the historical oh. Marilyn Monroe dress. Oh. And really, it's the way she talks about it that uh, made is making her my D-bag, okay? Great. So apparently, and again, I can't bring myself to watch the episode. I'm sorry. I have standards. No, <laughs> I, I don't. I actually don't have standards, I let's have be honest. Some, now, Colleen, I did see that you put this uh, on the oh, grid yeah. today. I, I had a password issue with Hulu. Anyways, I was gonna. But you didn't. But I didn't. So what do we know? Okay, so here's what we know. So she talks about, so like you see the whole thing behind the scenes on the Kardashian side of things, right? That she uh, was in contact with the owners of Marilyn Monroe's dress, the dress. Mm -hmm. And that was the um, Ripley's Believe It or Not folks. And they had given her the measurements of the dress. So she measured herself. And she's telling her sisters this, like, I am... Like, I totally have all the measurements and I'm paying it and I should it should fit me. Um, But they sent a replica. And if that dress doesn't fit me, I can't even try the original. Well, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, I've got the measurements and I'm looking at my own measurements. Um, And she said, though, that because of the width of her shoulders, this I can't. There's like some weird math here. That because of the width of her shoulders, she could, quote, squeeze into anything. Uh, and then she's like, no one trusted us for years. They would never send samples. And then once I would get to Paris and try on the samples, they'd be like, oh, wait, she actually fits in our stuff. So I don't know how to convince this guy who owns the original Maryland dress that I'm a shapeshifter. That's what made her a D-bag. Uh, she's a shapeshifter? Well, okay, look, here's the Easter egg on that. She at least dressed up as a shapeshifter for Halloween because she did go as Mystique from X-Men. Accurate. Whose superpower is a shapeshifter. Accurate. But that's a Halloween costume, that honey. That wasn't real. Not, that wasn't real. That wasn't real. No, 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 no. So then she, but then she talks about, there's apparently a point at which the owner of the dress was like, absolutely not. Like, you can't fit into this. We're not doing this. Um, and she, so, okay, this, she said this over lunch with Chloe and Courtney, um, the real dress came and it didn't fit at all. She said, they just pulled the whole thing from me and I'm fuming, meaning they were like, you're not going to do this. Well, yeah. She said, when I went to put it on, it wouldn't even go over my hips. And I was just like devastated. You know what? I'll try everything. If I can really get 10 pounds down, then we'll try it again. And then we all know how this all played out, and we've all been talking about it and all how problematic it all is. We're gonna have a montage. Yeah. But the thing about, like, I'm a shapeshifter, that's not a thing, Kimberly. Well, she tried to push that onto us earlier this summer when she said in an interview that preparing for the Met Gala and losing all this weight to fit into the Marilyn Monroe dress was like acting for her. Yeah. She compared herself to people like, you know, the Robert De Niro's and the Christian Bales of the world who, and the Matt Damon's who have done, I would say questionable things regarding their bodies and health in order to prepare for a role that they, she's like, it's my art. What I'm seeing here is that the shape shifting she's doing actually is the mental gymnastics. It's yeah. not like a well, physical right. thing. And at the well, 
also, yes, and Colleen, that this is a piece of history. This yes. isn't just a, a, a paparazzi moment. Well, and that's the thing that made us mad about this. Yes. Is because now that dress has been changed. Yeah. Like, it, the DNA of the dress is fundamentally changed. Its historical significance has been altered yeah. because Kim Kardashian decided to squeeze into it. Now there's an amendment to the history of that dress. Yeah, because now it's the Marilyn Monroe dress that Kim Kardashian wore. Mm-hmm. And then subtext and stretched. Yeah. And stressed. Because allegedly, supposedly, we saw the stressed aftermath of that dress. Yeah. I, I I still get, I still, I still bristle about that. Who's your D-bag? Yeah. Um, (laughs) sorry. It's these Harry Potter fans. Oh, are you apologizing to Harry Potter fans? Well, I'm. Oh, or these specific ones. This is not. Calling all Harry Potter okay. fans D bags. Okay. It is it is the behavior exhibited by certain Harry Potter fans um, in Wales. Okay. okay, so specifically a sect of Welsh Harry Potter fans that we are yes. attacking in this. Yes. <laughs> So I'm getting very specific yeah. about okay, this good. now. I don't think any of them are listening, so you might be good. So. Harry Potter fans erected a memorial for Dobby the House Elf at Freshwater West Beach in Pembrokeshire, Wales, because that was the filming location of Dobby's death scene in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Wait, Dobby dies? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Deal with it. Um, A 20-year-old book in a 15-year-old movie. (laughs) So... Uh, apparently this, uh, this fan memorial for a CGI character in a fantasy movie, uh, <laughs> fans were leaving socks as a tribute to Dobby, uh, who is freed from his indentured servitude after Lucius Malfoy is tricked into gifting him a sock and Dobby wears the sock until his death. But apparently Colleen. There are so many socks at the Dobby Memorial at the Freshwater West Beach in Wales that environmental officials from the National Trust Wales have conducted an eight-month review of this site, and they are telling people, you are damaging the environment because you are leaving so many dang socks at this memorial. Okay, so this is where... I could put wildlife at risk. Your memorial for a CGI character Uh. could put... Actual real wildlife at risk, and y'all gotta stop. Do y'all you, gotta stop. You know who I really think about in this story is the people who were tasked with doing that research, whose bosses called them up and were like, We have a new project, we're moving you to a new project. Thank you for your service. An eight month long project, Colleen. <laughs> now, we need you to research the effect of socks on the environment yeah, uh, because of people who can't tell reality from fantasy. Thank you. Now, apparently, they weren't total Scrooges about it, Colleen, because it was decided that the memorial to Dobby could stay. But the, the National Trust Wales has issued a stern British warning saying the memorial to Dobby will remain at Freshwater West in the immediate term for the people to enjoy. But the trust is asking visitors to not only take photos when visiting the memorial to help protect wild, wilder landscapes. So bring your sock, take it for the, take a picture for the gram. And then, then take scale. your socks. Gram, yeah. yeah. Then take your socks. This reminds me also, 
Another British memorial that got out of hand, harming the wildlife. When Queen Elizabeth II died in September, apparently folks were paying tribute to the queen by leaving marmalade sandwiches in the park. I forgot about that. Yeah, because the queen, before she died... Had a little sesh with the CGI Paddington bear, and they and, and look that it was adorable. That was adorable. It was so cute. That was a bri- brilliant piece of public relations on yes. the part of the royal family. I was like, whoever did that, yeah, give that person a raise. Yes, but people were so charmed by it that when the Queen died in September, folks were leaving marmalade sandwiches in the parks in London, and. That was not a good thing. No. It was clogging up the parks. Yeah. Harful for the wildlife. Don't leave the marmalade sandwiches. Listen, we're weird. Like, like people are weird. <laughs> I'm serious. I yeah. mean, I know it sounds so obvious, but like, you guys, we can do better. We can <laughs> memorial. Like, I see the good intention that yeah, you have in your heart. Lovely. For the Dobby Soxers, you're a fan of this piece of media and and it has endeared to it in a way it has affected you in such a way like that's beautiful and i see that yeah i want to acknowledge that as well i want to acknowledge that but i also want to acknowledge the actual living creatures who call that home and let us not disrupt their environment yes please i ask you don't do it. Don't leave the marble-laid sandwiches. Leave a lovely note, some flowers. I, you know, there are many ways to express your emotions. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we, oh, we don't oh, get to express okay. our own emotions right. here. Yeah. Because yeah. Holly's, Mike, Holly's got a game. Mike, you're going to be a judge Ooh, nice. once again. Okay. okay. Here we go. Because we are going to play the master debaters when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, so Holly Roberts can talk me into nearly anything. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's off today. Uh, and Holly saw this uh, opportunity to play a little game called the Master Debaters. Yes! Colleen, you have not played the Master Debaters before. This is where you, Colleen, and a very special celebrity guest go toe-to-toe and debate a frivolous topic. Perfect. It doesn't matter if you actually hold the position or not, truthfully. You have to debate your side. Oh, my gosh. I'm having flashbacks to college. Okay, go ahead. Uh Uh-huh. And then (laughs) our friend Mike over here will decide who is the master oh, debater okay. and our very special celebrity guest this afternoon it's none other than grant thank hey you grant. Grant. thanks for guys. joining us grant yes. i like that celebrity z list on there for you oh no no i love it when you laugh i just laugh all the time please and i will be happier in the world all right well, now thank you colleen grant you don't know the topic that no. I am going to decide for you to debate this afternoon. And uh, I am also going to assign you the positions in which you will debate. Okay. You will have one minute to make your case on your position, okay. whether you like it or actually hold it or not. Okay. And then we will decide who wins. Now, today's topic, I'm going to go into my topic generator okay. here. <laughs> Our topic generator is... Bar soap or body wash. Okay. All right. All right. Bar soap or body mm-hmm. wash. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to assign Colleen mm-hmm. bar soap. Oh. 
Grant. Yes. Body wash. All day long. Okay. And I'm, you will have one minute to debate the merits here on the Master Debaters. Okay. It is bar soap versus body wash, which is the best way yeah. to get your body clean. Yes. I'm going to start with Grant because he has played this game before. He is going to have one minute to pitch the merits of body wash. All right, Grant, okay. are you ready? Yes. All right, the minute starts now. All right, in the famous words of Chandler Bing, think of the last thing I wash and the first thing you wash when you're using that bar of soap. <laughs> Never a good situation. Also, with body wash, you can control the amount. If you're feeling a little sweaty and swassy, you can dump more in that loofah and get yourself all Don't lathered up. <laughs> <laughs> all lathered up with that soap. But also, who doesn't like a nice loofah with the body wash? It adds a nice scratchy, you know, it can give you like a scratch if you got an itch on your back. Mm -hmm. Gets deep into the skin. With soap, you're just spreading it around like loose oil. But again, the key here is the last thing I wash and the first thing you wash. Now, one more point. Body wash, multiple, multiple scents. I know we have this in our bars of soap, but we've got like flowers. You've got lavender. You've got sunshine, peaches, oranges. You can smell right, like five whatever seconds. you want. And again, that is how you do master debaters. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. A minute is a long time. It is. It is. I like that we had a uh, timer there, though. Okay. <laughs> all right, Colleen. Now, you heard the argument for body wash yes. being the best way to cleanse your body in the shower. Now, Colleen, you must debate the merits of why a bar of soap is the supreme way to get clean. You have one minute. Your minute starts now. When it comes to the best way to wash your body, I would like to argue that bar soap is not only the most efficient way to wash your body, but also the most economical oh. way to wash your body. Specifically, you can get a bar of soap for pennies on the dollar versus the high price you're going to pay for body wash. So if you are a person who pinches pennies, bar soap is the way to go. Now, you may say to yourself, but what if somebody washed their butt and you're with it and you're going to wash a different area? Well, I would say that there is a, a actually it, it, it is a user error <laughs> because bar soap is meant to uh, turn into liquid soap by the sudsing in your hands and with an implement like a washcloth. Then you apply it to your body. Five seconds. That is how you keep it clean and you keep it cheap with the bar soap. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Wow. Way to go. Okay, so here. Oh my gosh. Good job, everybody. I, I want everybody to know that debate class in college actually gave me hives. Thank you. Okay. Oh, well, no, the more we know. Yeah, well, and I'm feeling it right now. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Pressure. We, we heard Grant's uh, debate, his side, that body wash is best. We heard mm -hmm. Colleen give us the merits of a good bar of soap to get the body clean. But now we have to decide here on the Colleen and Bradley show who is... <laughs> the master debater this afternoon and, and our very special judge this afternoon is none other than Mike. Mike, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Yes, of course. Happy to be here. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now, um, can you tell hey, us? Hey, Mike, you look great today. <laughs> yeah, really that. great. You're just, and you're a lovely person. It's on the inside <laughs> and hey, outside. Hey, hey, what? Mike I'm out. sorry. Hey. I just wanted to compliment him. I went to school with Mike. Did you? Yes. Okay. Well, I think Mike is a lovely person. Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> oh, enough of that. 
Mike, okay, sorry. It, your it, thoughts on the debate, please. It may give you hives, but it obviously trained you well because I really enjoyed your side of the argument. Again, what I said last time uh, we did this is if you can bring one person from one side to the other side of the aisle, that's your job. And I feel like you swayed more people in your debate, so I will you, go claim. Oh, thank you. Okay, okay, I feel better now. Yes. Now, don't get too cocky. That is actually <laughs> the exercise now for me. Well, congratulations. That was the master debater. Hold on a second. What do you really feel? What? Like, what do we really feel about it? Our honest opinions? Yeah. Yeah. Bar of soap, supreme, done. 100%. Mm -hmm. What about you? Body wash. Body wash. I love it. Body wash. Why? 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 I just listen. I used to be a bar soap gal, but you can't control other people's use of the soap, and that is why I've gone body wash. Because, like, like I, like I said, there's a user thing with the bar of soap, Mm -hmm. but you can't depend on everybody else to To use use it that way. Yes, and so. Body wash. We have our own loofahs in our house, so you know we each have our own color. I got the blue, she's got the pink, and we never even yeah. have to share our own. Uh, you know, I love that. Yeah, but you get your own bar of soap. Exactly. Yeah, but, but I'm the only bar of soap user in the house, so it works yeah. out well. I know it's always my bar of yeah. soap. But if yeah. you, but if you have your each own bar, there's only one little soap tray in the shower. No, so. you get two. Oh gosh, you need right. a better soap tray. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. I don't know. I also kind of like. I get a little. I'm gonna be honest. I get a little grossed out with like the. The soap, uh, it it sort of sweats a little bit, you know, like after it's been and you put it in the thing and then it's just so wet and it's sort of like there's like a goo. Yeah, that it sits in. Yeah, it doesn't feel sanitary to me. But actually, that bottom soap is kind of where you start because it's all loose and ready to go. It's ready to go. That's true. Yeah, but the body wash. It's all the plastic with the body wash. Right, right, right. You are correct. And that is wasteful. And I don't like that about myself. And I will deal with that at a different time, I'm sure. And then sometimes the body (laughs) wash feels greasy. Some of them are like Mm. too... Mm, fragrant they're too yeah, 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 yeah. that's true you, gotta, you do have to i will say though there is a time and a place where i really crave a good irish spring irish like spring. i love that smell that's the only one i'll go with oh, if right. I so, bar soap. so you go old school it's like when i was in my parents shower and my dad's still using lever 2000 oh my gosh <laughs> do you remember when that first came out and you were or, like well this is the cleanest no, soap there, there was ever was a, there was a bar of dial soap that I had to use because it was the only thing that I had available. The yellow kind. The yellow. Which is the thing with dial just that it floats and that's like. What? Yeah. Isn't that the thing with dial? Is that like that's what makes it unique is it's a bar that floats. Oh, wow. Did I just make that up? I like it. No, I, I actually like I think it was like an accident when they were making it. It's sort of like how post-its were invented, not by Romy and Michelle. But like. It was like something went wonky when they were making the dial and they realized that the bar of soap floated and that was like an actual marketing thing for them. Did I make that up? Probably I, not. Ivory. Ivory. Oh, it's ivory that ivory floats. floats. Okay, thank you. Well, still, I knew somebody <laughs> floated. <laughs> somebody floated. We all float down here. Oh, oh the, yes. The Cousin It brand of body yeah. wash. Mm-hmm. Or not Cousin uh, It. No, no not Cousin Pennywise. It. Pennywise. Sorry, from Cousin it. it. You don't want Cousin It to use a bar of soap because you know the hair is going to get all over that. Uh, oh.
ish. That's the yeah. one thing. There's just a leftover hair. Mike, do you have that problem? <laughs> uh, not at all. <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike has hair not on his head. I know. Yes. yes. Uh, that was a way of saying that he's bald. Uh, and so, no, you don't have to do the other. Okay, can I ask a question of the long-haired person in the room, Holly? Mm-hmm. This is like trust tree. Yeah. Because this is awkward. Because mm-hmm. um, with long hair, yes. thick hair, yes. you shed a lot in yes. the shower. Oh, yeah. When that happens, what do you do with that hair? Well, yeah, you, you do it and then you put it on the wall yeah. and then you take ah, it off when you're done. No, but you take it off when you're done. Yeah. You got to clean up after yourself. Yeah, but you do. You have to put it on the wall because it's the only way to get it off of your hands. If, yeah. Lily, if Lily leaves it, I draw pictures with it. Oh, that's cute. I take it and I make little things out of it. I and would like, just pick it up. Put it right across I'm just the I'm going to tell you, I'm more thoughtful about my hair than my husband. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that's right. When we return, hey, everybody, thanks for playing. That was fun. Thank you, Mike. Uh, you're and, a beautiful man. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, have you? ever mistakenly received or sent an embarrassing text that went to the wrong people? 651-641-1071. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.